1: Hello and welcome to this episode of the Toonami Faithful Podcast. My name is Paul Biscarillo and with me tonight I have...
0: Hey folks, it's the v GTZ.
1: And bringing up the rear tonight, we have...
2: Celia Rose, part of the Toonami Faithful Social Media Management Team.
1: And that's it for us tonight, um, as far as hosts go. Uh, so, we talked obviously on the last regular episode of the podcast about our thoughts on 2020 how it was i mean the only answer really should be it was shitty but whatever um <laughs> oh i meant 2020 in general i'm sorry uh, but today we're gonna just kind of go down what our predictions are for this year's tsunami what we think is going to be coming to the block and um anything that we think should be on tsunami this year but <laughs> with the virus going on god knows what's what that's going to be so um So yeah, Uh, first thing that I want to talk about, obviously, and there's a couple shows out that we're going to be mentioning here um, that are playing right now, but it's only the sub. Um, The first one that we definitely want to mention is The Promised Neverland. Um, Basically, right now, what what episode are they on right now, V-Lord? Do you
0: know off the top of your head? When I was checking today, um, I believe it was episode three of season two. And I think
1: they, and I'm only, I'm only saying this because of how it went down the last time. Obviously once this show gets close to the sub, I should say, gets close to the end. Um, we'll probably see the dub come out. Um, if they're not already recording it as we speak, um, but what are your guys' thoughts on The Promised Neverland coming to Tsunami this year?
0: I mean, I'd say, like, it's pretty likely. Um, I think the first season did pretty well for Tsunami, so if they can get it, then logically it would make sense. Though, the X factor there is if, like, they can actually get it. <laughs> well, yeah, I no, agree with that. Yeah,
1: yeah
2: uh, I, I agree with what V-Lord said.
0: I mean, so...
1: Something that we always talk about is um, Adult Swim usually gets this in their contracts. They usually, usually get what's called right to refusal. Basically, uh, if another season of a show that they had comes out, they get first dibs on a show and they can refuse it if they want. So, um, for example, Promise Neverland falls in that category because it was a new show. Um, and... You know, there's very it, it's very very unlikely that this show won't be on Tsunami. Um but there again, you know with everything going on in the world right now, who knows if like, you know, Netflix or somebody else tries to, to uh pick it up. Um are, is there anything that you guys are looking forward to with the Promised Neverland?
0: Um, I mean I guess uh so recently in episode three, like it turns out that the anime is might be going like in a more anime original focused direction instead of adapting the manga. No, so no, like no, I'm, don't I'm, get
1: don't give any any spoilers,
0: okay? No, I'm not going to give any spoilers, but I'm interested to see uh, how things turn out and how people react to it. Mm, okay. Cuz uh, Neverland became pretty divisive near the end of its manga run. So like I- I'm curious of like changing the ending will make people more positive on it or just more negative.
3: Hmm. Okay.
1: Any other any other thoughts on that?
2: Nope. I actually haven't watched Promise Neverland, so...
1: <laughs> see, it's all going to Not... be a surprise for us. <laughs> yep.
2: Yeah. So,
1: so I mean, I, I see that coming probably in the next couple months. Um, with the... The thing that, that's really funny, and V-Lord you can kind of attest to this too, is every time that we think that some of these companies outside of Funimation aren't bringing the dub quick enough, they all of a sudden dump it in our laps like quicker than we think. So, you know, it's going to be funny to see. It's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see. Not funny. It's going to be interesting to see if um, this show shows up sooner than we think. So
0: yeah i mean it's something to think about too because like a lot of anaplex shows specifically they start recording like while the show is still airing right or at least in the planning stages so i wouldn't be surprised by the time like neverland season two is done airing in japan there are like at least a few episodes into like recording the dub right
1: so we'll see. I mean, we'll see what happens with that show. I wouldn't expect to see anything from Promised Neverland for at least until they get through to episode 8 or 9 of it. Um, I only say that just because of, A, we're still going through COVID, and B, you know, depending on how quickly they're recording this stuff, you know, it it, it could it could be a lot longer than it was for season 1 for the dub to come out, so... Um, I'm thinking that this one's probably going to be closer to summertime. I don't know what you guys are thinking, but I'm thinking Promise Neverland is going to be
0: sometime in the summer. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a pretty conservative estimate.
2: Yeah, I think if it's coming this year, that's probably likely. I think that they've probably learned from last year where they had to repeat shows or they had to take breaks from shows because the... Cause they were really getting used to a different dubbing process because right. of the pandemic. So I think you're probably going to see them be a bit more cautious with simulcasts and waiting until the dub is at least close to being finished. If not all the way completed right. before they're going to bring a show onto Toonami. So that way they can avoid having to do that again.
1: And you know, that that's, that's a good segue to the next show that I wanted to talk about that. I, I think they were definitely going to get on the block, but it does. It's one of the, and I think we may get it sooner than later um, and that's and that's Dr. Stone. Um, obviously is Dr is
0: the sub playing right now? I can't remember if I saw that or not. The sub is playing right now, but I don't think Funimation has started releasing the dub yet on Interesting. Funimation. Hmm. So Dr. Stone's a little
1: is a different show in the sense that um, obviously it's a it's a crunchyroll show, right? Am I wrong about that? So,
0: it's one of those weird licenses where, like, Crunchyroll has the master license, but Funimation does all the dubbing.
1: Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That's what I thought it was, too. So, we're talking about a show that's owned by Crunchyroll here in the United States, basically. Um, Probably, whatever. Worldwide, too, but I'm just saying that for us. Um, Like you said, it's dubbed by Funimation, so that one's probably going to come out a lot quicker. Um and then, obviously, the question is, is, is this another one of those examples of a contract where, you know, Toonami has the right to refusal to play it on TV, or is this kind of the same thing that happened with Mob Psycho 100 Season 2? <laughs> you know, so, um, I don't know, That I I think we'll probably get Dr. Stone Season 2, but that's kind of the caveat in there because of obviously crunchy rolls going to be Sony's here in about a year, probably. So, um, and for yeah, those, that... I mean, Go ahead.
0: honestly, I feel like we have a better chance of getting Neverland season two before Dr. Stone season two, mm. just because, uh, Funimation's recording schedule is kind of a mess right now. <laughs> like mm-hmm. most of the bang zoom dubs are coming out like fairly regularly, like in terms of like weekly by weekly schedule. Well, Funimation dub episodes will just randomly pop up one day, and then we, you might not get another episode for like a month.
1: <laughs> Interesting. Well, I mean, it, and we're talking about Funimation here, though, so they, they might be able to pump something out, but you are right, Bang Zoom is doing a better job at the moment of uh, getting this stuff done. Um, what's your guys' thoughts on Dr. Stone?
2: I haven't watched that one either, so I don't have any. Oh, you have did you did one. you
1: not watch season one? Nope. Oh really?
2: I think I made a comment in the last episode when we were talking about Toonami, like kind of half as a joke that I don't watch a lot of simulcast anime, but I also kind of mean it. I don't watch a lot of like new mm. stuff. I, I really do prefer seeking out older titles that I haven't seen before. So a lot of stuff from the past like five years, there's a high likelihood I haven't seen it. <laughs>
1: Well, since my TV is directly in my view as I'm recording this podcast, I'm going to look and see if it's on the Adult Swim app because you need to watch this show. <laughs> I know it's on
0: Crunchyroll. <laughs> I have Crunchyroll.
1: Um, well, V-Lord, I guess that's a better question for you then. What, do you, what are your thoughts?
0: Um, So I'm excited to get Dr. Stone back on the block sooner rather than later because mm-hmm. I think, like, especially this upcoming season and will – cap off a lot of the cliffhangers that people were waiting for, like satisfying conclusions for in season one. Plus the show is just really kind of a nice laid back thing to watch in the middle of the night. Like mm. you, you get a little bit of a uh, knowledge about science and then a lot of a uh, good little pieces of action and a comedy. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean like Dr. Sun's one of those things where I kind of go on and off with cause yeah, it's either I'm really into it or I don't care at all. But like when it really hits its stride, it's really good.
1: Yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. Um, and Cecilia, you need to watch that. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm like shaking my finger at you. You can't see me, but um, <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: I'll uh, do my best. But you know, it's 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 funny you say that because I actually got into dr stone because of like how out of left field it is you know what i mean like i didn't really expect it to be as good as it was and um it it just it just came out of left field for me that that it was as good as it was because i i didn't expect it to be the show that it was you know what i mean
2: Mm. i will say because like i've looked through the art for dr stone when i've been finding stuff for like our twitter and that kind of thing and i and the art is actually kind of a turnoff for me for some reason senku is drawn really well but like all and uh, the other guy characters but the girls just have this weird wide dinner plate face thing going on (laughs) oh
0: god yeah and
2: i'm like what happened (laughs) The male characters are drawn really nicely, but then when you get to the girls, they are they just don't look good. And it's very clear that at least for the the artist of the manga that girls may not be this person's strong suit. And that's fair. Everyone has things that they're you know, that they're better or prefer drawing over other things. But it's enough that I looked at it and go went, Ooh, that looks like something I used to see from shows in, like, the early to mid-2000s, and I didn't really like it then, and I don't like it now. So, mm. so I admit that is part of why I haven't sought it out, is because the art just, oof, that really turned me off to it. Hmm.
0: Yeah, that, that's completely understandable. Like, uh, Boichi, the artist of the manga, is very talented. Like, he can draw stuff in, like, mere minutes, but he cannot, like, draw a female character to save his life. And all his female characters kind of look the same. Yeah, I like, noticed uh, that too. <laughs> I, I would agree. I, I, I now that you say that, V Lord,
1: I would agree with that. Um Like
0: let's face it, is just the mini sized uh Kohaku.
1: <laughs> That's true. Um Yeah, I mean it, it, it was I think I, I think what attracted it attracted me more to dr stone was the voice cast because it was such a great dub of the series um i think i talked about this before v lord me and you have kind of talked about this on a previous episode but the only thing that pissed me off was you see senku through the whole thing but then you don't see um what's his name i can't think of taiju taiju and and his girlfriend there for you see him like in the first couple episodes and then they're gone until almost the end and it's just like okay. Um, <laughs> like I get that you're trying to set up Senku and his storyline and that's great. But what happened to these other characters I became interested in? So that, that was the only thing that kind of made me go, uh, oh, come on, man. Like, why
0: can why do you got to do me like that? <laughs> like, I mean, the one thing I'll say here is like, uh, I think season two will make you a lot more happy about that. Oh, good. Good.
1: Cause I, I, I definitely want to see what they're doing. You know, I want to see their relationship too because I'm I'm sure that it's it's blossomed over the last whatever year that they've been away from Senku so hopefully I get to see some of that too cuz I was I kind of wanted to see that that um that um that love story so to speak and see how it what the direction it went um but so those are two shows that you know simulcast, I guess you could say, simuldub, you know, that kind of thing. Um, But then Jason has mentioned that there's three Toonami originals that should be coming on the block. Um, Now, before we start going through all these shows, number one, we don't have a date. Number two, I do want to caution that these three shows may not show up this year. Um, Blame COVID for that. Blame you know the dub for that because obviously they gotta have, they gotta spend time dubbing the series all three of these series and you know blame again blame COVID in in Japan you know you gotta you gotta have this drawn out and created first before it you know you can actually dub it so um the three shows that obviously Toonami has announced so far. Are Blade Runner, Uzumaki, and Fenna. Um, you mean Fenna? Fenna. I'm sorry, not Penna. Wow, <laughs> it, it's 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 almost eleven o'clock at night. I'm I'm sorry, I'm losing my mind. Um, so, you know, we have these three shows that are possibly going to be, um, showing up. Jason has said on Twitter as recently as I think, a week ago. I want to say a week or two weeks ago, like that. He has three shows coming out this year. Um, I'm assuming that all three of the shows that he's talking about are these three shows, but who knows? Um, I think they said Toonami's working on ten shows now, so we have three of them, um, and hopefully we'll get to see these, see all three of these shows, but we'll kind of go down them and uh, talk about them. Um, first one is Blade Runner. Um,
0: What's your thoughts on that on Blade Runner, there, V Lord? So, I do not think Blade Runner is going to actually come out this year. I mentioned this on our last episode, but like the studio and the director duo that are working on Blade Runner are working on like two other shows right now as well. Mm-hmm. And we haven't seen any actual footage of Blade Runner. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just like been two concept stills. So I, I feel like at this point, I can't imagine them, unless they like completely rush the production, um, it will end up showing up this year. I, I'm thinking it has to be 2022 at mm. the earliest. Okay.
1: So do you think there's a show out there that Toonami hasn't announced
2: yet?
0: No. I, I think Jason... Is just hoping that'll still come out this year. <laughs> <laughs> it could be that.
2: Yeah, it especially because all three of those were the were announced during Adult Swim Con, mm-hmm. and during that tsunami special broadcast, they really hyped up those three. That's why we had the interviews with Shinji Arimaki, and I think I believe it was Kenji Kamiyama. Yep, Kamiyama. Yeah. So you had the interviews with both of them. And then you have the interviews with the director of Uzumaki and the trailer for Fena. So I think those are the three that he's counting on coming out this year because those are the ones that were announced as coming out this year. Right. Um, But I agree with V-Lord. I think we're likely to get Uzumaki or Fena long before we get Blade Runner.
1: Yeah. And, you know, speaking of Blade Runner, there's not, there really hasn't been too much information about it either. I mean... Yeah, we're obviously there hasn't been a trailer, there hasn't been any footage, but we really haven't had too much information about the series either. Am I right about that? Like,
2: mm, There's been a couple things, and most of it's in the interviews with Aramaki and Kamiyama from Adult Swim Con and also on Otaquest, Right. on their website. Um, we know that it's going to be 3D CG, which I'm <laughs> not looking forward to. <laughs> Because based on at least Ghost in the Shell 2045, which is also directed by them too, and also done in 3D CG, it's not going to be pretty. And I mean that as in it's definitely going to be rough. Oof. The CG in 2045 was okay, especially for like the the Tachikoma, but for people and backgrounds, it was not good. It was looking like video game cutscenes for some background things. Um And a lot of the people didn't have textures, but they were still drawn and outlined like they were animated in a 2D style. So it was just a really weird aesthetic clash that didn't work super well. Um, I think the other piece of information they've revealed so far also is that one of the main characters is going to be a girl. And they revealed that, I think, in one of their interviews with Ulta Quest instead of the interview during Adult Swim Con. But that's it.
1: Right, so there hasn't really been like a synopsis. There really hasn't been anything that in that like story in that kind of direction. So, um, and that's interesting to hear about the animation because I'm, I really hope that it's not. <laughs> I I, I kind of hope that maybe, I mean, knowing knowing how Jason is, I can't see them putting out something shitty though. Just just to say that because I I feel like he's very critical about things, so while i i understand about ghost in the shell and how bad that came out um i i see you know i wouldn't i wouldn't necessarily say that that's going to be a bad you know it's going to be animated bad cuz i i feel like jason is going to be like i want this to be good the animation to be good so we'll see i mean obviously we haven't seen anything yet so we don't even know wh- what direction they're going in so
0: yeah, I mean, part of me is hoping, like, with how much time they're spending on this, a lot of those issues that were, like, in their, like, ad- adaptation of Ultraman and then Ghost of the Show 2045 will kind of be less apparent. But it is also concerning in a way, too, because, like, Blade Runner, for people who've watched the films, know that, like, that is a very heavily detailed world. Mm-hmm. And, like,. I can't imagine how it would look if it's just at the level of Ghost in the Shell 2045. Because that that will no way do it justice.
1: Well, if it... So, I don't know if you guys have seen the 2011 version of Thundercats, but um, that version of Thundercats had regular animation and some 3D elements in it as well. I'm kind of hoping they go in that direction. Um,
0: I don't know so that for sure. So the thing is, though, the studio that's doing it specializes specifically in CG.
2: Hmm. Yeah, and Aramaki has made the shift over to 3D CG because he thinks it looks cooler. Like, oh, he God. has said that in anecdotes and in interviews. <laughs> he thinks it looks cooler than 2D, and it brings him closer to his ideal vision for his for what he wants from his projects. Hmm. So, uh, this is going to be fully... 3d cg
1: oh god okay well let's just (laughs) let's just pray that it doesn't turn out to be really bad looking for the
2: animation i guess (laughs) i hope so Um, as long as there's textures it'll be fine because that i think is one of the biggest glaring issues with ghost in the Shell 2045 is everything was too damn smooth yeah if there's Mm -hmm. some textures it might break it up a little bit and it might not be as glaring
1: okay so that, that's pretty much all we know about Blade Runner. Um, let's talk about Uzumaki. Um, V-Lord, you, you know a lot about, obviously, manga. So if you can kind of just give us a little background on Uzumaki and um, kind of what you're expecting to see from
0: the, the show. Or not, well, yeah, it's going to be kind of a show, so. I mean, yeah, so like Uzumaki is kind of about this town where it's, cursed by all these supernatural events that involve spirals and that's why it's called zamaki because spirals Hmm. okay um but yeah i mean like i'm very confident about this anime mainly because they actually have a good team working on it i mean like hiroshi nagahama he's like the guy that's known for the mushishi anime adaptation which is amazing. Right. Um, so I feel he definitely probably has a good sense of how to capture the original creator, Junji Ito's artwork and like sense of horror. Because that's been the biggest issue with most adaptations of Junji Ito's work. Like, they'll animate it, they'll try to make it look cool, but it's not scary. It doesn't have that same fear factor and kind of chilling element that the original manga has. And the approach they're going with Uzumaki is really nice in that way because not only is it black and white, they are heavily trying to replicate Ito's artwork. Mm -hmm. So it it seems like they're trying to get as close as possible to having it be like the manga in motion. Yeah. (laughs) As, As weird as that is. But
1: I mean... I mean, I think that'll be that'll be interesting to see if they can do like the manga in motion kind of thing, and it's supposed to be in black and white too, isn't it? Yeah, completely black and white. Yeah, so I, I think that's going to be kind of interesting too to see how this turns out. Um, I don't remember if he said how many episodes uh, Uzumaki would be. I think it, it I think it's not going to be a long series, if I remember. Correctly.
0: Yeah, it's only four episodes. Yeah, that's what I that's mm-hmm. what I thought I heard. Yeah. So, I mean... Which, I mean, like, it seems like a small amount, but a good chunk of Uzumaki is kind of, like, anecdotal stories. Yeah. So if, like, they basically focus on the beginning and the end of Uzumaki, which are kind of the more plot-focused areas, then it'll work fine in, like, four episodes.
1: I wonder... You know, I, I was thinking about this, and I'm like it being four episodes, would they maybe make this something where it's like an hour
0: each episode? I don't think so. I think no. it's just going to be like four half an hour episodes.
1: Hmm. Cause that just seems like something that they may just be like, okay, well we want to tell it the right way. So we're going to do this. Like, obviously it's not going to be an hour because with commercials it's, it's shorter, but you know, I don't know. That'll, that'll be something interesting to, uh, to see um, how they do that. Um, What about you, Cecilia? What are you you looking forward to with Uzumaki?
2: I think it's interesting that it's taking on basically the OVA format. I mean, now we call them ONAs, I guess, because we don't really do home video original releases anymore, but um, I do think that's an interesting take with it. And I like that it's gonna be short and sweet. I'm not a horror person, because I'm a big baby but uh, i'm looking forward to watching this (laughs) anyways even though i know it's probably going to terrify me uh because i realized too that like uzumaki means spiral and then i'm watching the trailer and it reminded me of actually a place i went to on my first trip to japan when i stayed in tokushima you drive across a river that's full of whirlpools and i think actually the beach is called like Uzumaki Beach or something like that I can't remember now because it's been years and I'm like oh my god that's why it's so scary (laughs) because it just sucks you in eternally so so I am looking forward to that experiencing something different I like the black and white style and I like that people are optimistic about this because from what I've heard about adaptations of Junji Ito's work is that they're not very good Um, I think there was a episodic series that was adapting some of his short, like shorter stories that came out on Crunchyroll. I think like two, three years ago, I can't yeah, remember the
0: collection and it's yeah. bad. Very yeah, I've, bad. Heard,
2: I've heard it was awful. So, so I'm glad to hear that people are at least optimistic about this one.
1: Okay. So that's really all we know about Uzumaki at the moment. Um, but then we have the other show, which I'm personally looking forward to, which is, uh, fena or as some people have done it the female version of one piece i don't know why but whatever i guess because pirates yeah pirates whatever the only reason (laughs) um again v lord i i I come to you because you're obviously the manga person um is this based on a manga or no it's it's an anime original work hmm okay
0: so what do we know so far about this show Um, so if I recall here, I'm, I'm literally just looking up the summary right now. (laughs) Um, see, I put you on the spot. That's how I do things. Yeah. So it's about like a young girl named Fena Mm -hmm. and like, she's essentially become like a slave of sorts for the British empire. And like, it says the story is supposed to be about her breaking from her oppressors and like. Uh, going on an adventure with her crew of misfits to pursue her goals. So it's, it's very vague. Yeah. <laughs> I mean,
1: but the Which animation. I mean, mean, I mean, the animation that they they put up when uh, they uh, played it at Adult Swim Con was was or was it Adult SwimFest? I get ke- I keep getting them mixed up. Um, it, it, I I actually thought it looks pretty good, and I'm I'm actually hoping that's the first show we get to see. I don't know about you guys, but um, I'm actually looking forward to seeing what this show is because I think, and both this and and Uzumaki are, are production IG. So I'm really I'm really looking forward to seeing like how this show turns out because it looks like it's a lot. It's a, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Um, I'm hoping that it's gonna be because <laughs> Adult Swim likes to use the magic number as I as I call it. 10 episodes for some odd reason they do 10 episodes of a series um i'm hoping that this is like at least a 12 episode series um hopefully more yeah Um, so i
0: believe we got confirmation that it's 12 episodes 12
1: episodes okay so um i'm looking forward to seeing how how that turns out um because i i think this is going to be i think it's going to be a really good show I'm I'm hoping for I'm actually hoping that this turns out to be a really good show, because not only *Tsunami* but I think *Adult Swim* needs another like hit show like *Rick and Morty*, and I think an anime doing that would be would be something awesome to see.
2: Yeah, and I'm like I'm excited for this show too because I think the animation quality looks good. Yeah. But part of me also thinks that this would have been a really big hit if it came out like shortly after pirates of the Caribbean was super, super popular in pop culture,
3: yeah,
2: because I feel like it stands out because it has pirates and we haven't really seen a lot of stories about pirates, at least in anime very often aside from one piece. So, so I think that has it going for it, but at the same time, I'm like, Ooh, I don't know. Uh, Cause I feel like people kind of grown out of that subject matter a little bit. I do mm. think the animation looks good. Yeah. Um, But even then, the trailer came out so early and we still don't have a release date for it that a lot of times cuts in trailers don't always make it into the show. Like sometimes they'll make cuts specifically for the trailer. So whatever we saw may not actually be in the TV series ever. So -hmm. we'll have to find out when it hits the air.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so the guy who's directing this, like Kazuto Nakazawa, his previous thing was uh be the beginning the anime that uh was on netflix and the consensus on that show from what i've heard is like it's really well animated has really good action but the story is kind of meh so i'm hoping that uh at least the first part of that's true and the writing gets better yeah right his interview during
2: adult swimcon was cute though because he animated his whole interview with little doodles of himself answering questions.
0: Yeah, that was really cool.
2: Yeah.
1: So, those are those are the three shows that are possibly coming this year. Um, I'm thinking that Fena and Uzumaki. I, I kind of agree with you guys. I think those two shows are more than likely. But there again, if Jason said that all three shows are coming, I I know you said that he that <laughs> you think maybe he's he's hoping for all three shows. I'm kind of hoping that maybe that's a sign of we're going to get some more information about Blade Runner, but we'll have to see. Um, I know that they're, they're working on a lot of stuff in Japan right now and um, I'm just hoping we get to see all this stuff because, you know, with these kinds of shows, the dub, if if I'm correct, I think the dub plays here first and then obviously the sub um, plays overseas. So, you know, I like when that happens because that means that we're doing something good here. So, <laughs> um,
2: How funny would it be if that third show ends up not being Blade Runner, but the Shenmue anime they said they're working on mm. and it just comes out of nowhere?
0: Oh crap, we forgot about Shenmue, didn't we? Yeah,
2: so yeah it was Shenmue, doesn't, Shenmue doesn't have a confirmed release year like these three did. But that would be kind of funny if the one that they were just like, oh, yeah, we're working on a Shenmue anime and we don't know when it's coming out. Surprise. It's actually coming out 2021.
1: When did they announce that? Do you remember?
2: They announced that uh, I want to say like September or October ish. Hmm. I'm trying to remember when Toonami Faithful recorded the Shenmue episode. I want to say it was around that time.
1: Oh okay, Yeah, I'm I'm losing it. I've lost track of time with COVID and everything. Yeah, it was September 4th through Crunchyroll Expo. Oh that's right, yeah, you're right, you're right. That's right. Um, but there's no there's no like official name for the series, right? I mean it's just called
0: Shenmue. Shenmue,
1: that's <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean I mean that that probably could be the other show that's coming. I mean, is there any any information about that at all, or do they just announced
0: it and there hasn't been anything since? Um pretty much that I think. The, they announced the studio and the director, and that was kind of it. Yeah. And that it's gonna be thirteen episodes. Hmm. Okay. See, that,
1: that's one thing. I, I, I know Crunchyroll's going to Sony, but I'm kind of hoping that we get to... I mean, obviously, Funimation, Sony are now going to be... Funimation's already been purchased by Sony, so Crunchyroll and Funimation being together, in a sense, um, it'll, be, it'll be nice to kind of see, like, hopefully we get more simuldub stuff, and they can work with... Um, Adult Swim and a lot more stuff, because I think that'll just be beneficial for both parties. Um, But, you know, it's just going to be interesting to see. Um, I have a show, actually, that Crunchyroll has right now that I really want to see on Toonami, but we'll talk about that last. Um, But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if that's the show that's coming, one of the three. But we'll we'll see. I mean, if I remember correctly, like I said earlier in this podcast, there's, there's 10 shows coming. So, Toonami's going to be busy for a while. <laughs> Tsunami's going to be busy for a while. So, yeah, I
0: mean, Jason said like hmm. the plan is to get them all out by 2025. So, they're they're playing still the long game here.
1: Yeah, and I and I don't I don't see unless like networks physically go away, which I don't think you'll see just yet. Um you're definitely not going to see CNN going anywhere. So, um You know, it's going to be very interesting to see, like, Adult Swim, Cartoon Network, um, TNT, and all those other networks, what's going to happen with them, if everything's just going to, you know, migrate to HBO Max eventually. Um, I know that they did talk at the first presser for HBO Max about um, having—actually, it's supposed to happen this year—where when you have HBO Max, you can also purchase a package— to have all the network channels that they have, so you can watch it on there as as well as having, you know, getting all those shows on HBO Max. So I don't know if they've changed those plans, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, but, um, I think that's the only only way that we're gonna see Tsunami kind of disappear because it it makes money, <laughs> so you're not gonna get rid of something that makes money. Um. But. So there, there's two other two other shows that I kind of want to talk about. Um, something that showed up today, I believe, that kind of caught people's eyes was the fact that Food Wars season four, the dub, is going to be coming to HBO Max. Um, which is interesting because, obviously, what you said, High Dive has season three still of the dub. Um, they don't have. Do they have
0: season four of the dub yet? They have everything. So Food Wars mm-hmm. is even like a weird situation yeah. where like seasons three and onwards are licensed by Crunchyroll, and then Sentai sublicensed it from Crunchyroll to dub it. Okay. But what makes it even more complicated is that the dubs for uh, season three. That's only on High Dive. Crunchyroll yeah. doesn't have that dub at all.
1: <laughs> hmm. But but season four they have, right? Or they, they have the sub. So They
0: have the sub for every season.
1: Okay. So the reason I bring this up is obviously, does that mean that maybe we're going to see season three here in the future and then obviously season four? Um, I know Toonami was actively trying to get season three. So I'm gonna just I'm just gonna throw it out there and say that I think that we're gonna probably see Food Wars season three this year on Toonami. When that's gonna show up, I I couldn't tell you, um, but I think there's a good chance that we're gonna see Food Wars this year. I don't. What What do you guys think?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's fairly likely. I I do wonder what's been holding it up aside from I guess like, uh negotiating with crunch instead of sentai yeah well i mean from what
1: i from what i heard or from what i yeah from what i heard that jason had said um in some, some one of those q and a's that he did this year he said that season one um season one and two were in the first contract that they did for food wars which kind of blew my mind, as in like, okay, but why couldn't you get season three and then any other future seasons? So um, I'm kind of hoping this isn't going to be. And I I know I keep bringing this up, but it's 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 an example of what happens sometimes. Uh, you know, Mob Psycho 100, where like they don't get season two yet. Um, so I'm kind of hoping that that show's going to show up. Uh, well season three of that show I should say because we've already had season one and two um, I know I've I've heard that season three as it goes on season three and season four are not as good as the first two seasons but I still think that it should be on Toonami I think a lot of people enjoyed it um, I don't know if you guys thought that but I, I saw a lot of positive feedback from it so um, I'm kind of hoping that we see that this year what do you guys think
2: uh i'm not as optimistic mostly because when you have multiple licensors involved not only do negotiations take longer we have a lot more people that you have to pay money to so if you do get season three on tsunami it won't be this year but it's also not impossible that it that it won't come to tsunami like like there is a chance it can still come it's just going to take longer to work through all the negotiations, making sure everyone in- involved is going to be happy with the contract terms, which is part of why season three wasn't included in the contract of season one and season two, because it's a whole different set of um, really just parties involved. Yeah. So, and and that really is what makes it more complicated. So, I don't think it'll come this year. Maybe eventually, but and that could be something as well that the current acquisitions might change it can either make it easier or it can make it much more difficult right we don't know (laughs) licensing can be a really big headache the more people you throw in the pot so
1: yeah i mean i've i've seen that with some other shows too um but yeah i mean it it just it it seems like it's very i you know first side note here i know that we're talking about predictions for um, this year for tsunami, but it, it, it kind of goes along with the same thing of how you see like one anime being on like, and I might be exaggerating here, but like five different other streams, you know, like Bleach, for example, Inuyasha, um, I'm trying to think what other shows, um, um, God, there was another show that I was thinking about off the top of my head, but th- those are two examples of what I'm talking about. You know, it, they're they're on Netflix, they're on Hulu, they're on Crunchyroll, you're like sitting here going, what happened to having exclusive rights to an anime? And don't get me wrong, I know, I know like some of these animes have been out for a long time, so it probably really doesn't matter, but you know, we used to be... The, these these streaming companies used to be about, well, we need to have exclusive rights for these shows, and now it just seems like, oh, we don't care how many streamers streaming services it's on. So, I, I, I don't know. Do, do you guys kind of seem, well, think that's weird? Or?
2: Not entirely, because with those shows in particular, too, <laughs> they did start out as exclusives. Inuyasha used to be something that you could only watch on Viz Media's attempt at a streaming service and Hulu. But then... The longer it was available, then it started spreading to more platforms. So now you can watch Inuyasha on Netflix, but you can only watch the first four seasons. You can't mm-hmm. watch the, you know, all six or seven of the original or final act. You know, Bleach is only available in limited numbers outside of its primary service. Um, Attack on Titan used to only be available on Crunchyroll and Funimation, but now you can watch the first couple seasons on Netflix. So the longer something is available, that does open up opportunity for new contracts or for contracts to be renegotiated to include more platforms. But a lot of the times they do start as that exclusive first. So I think that's something you're seeing is it's starting to expand just because titles are coming out more or you know, because they see the value in it like Attack on Titan like season 4 is everywhere.
1: Right. Yeah, you see it's it's kind of funny cuz now you're making me look at <laughs> I turned it back to the adult swim app again while we're doing this cuz Yep, and that's and now I'm confirming it as well. So you can also watch all the seasons of Attack on Titan including up to what has played for season 4 the dub, only the dub obviously um, on the Adult Swim app, so, it's also available on the Adult Swim app, you obviously have to have a cable subscription to watch these, but, you know, that's just another example of, hey, it's on there, <laughs> you know, so, um, yeah, it just, it, it just, it's just very weird to me, um, I mean, like, we're finishing up Demon Slayer, and Demon Slayer's on Netflix now, and it's also on Funimation Now, and, um. yeah, no, I think it's just Funimation now and, and Netflix, and I just find it very funny because it's like, that's a relatively new series, and now it's 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 on two different streaming services, so.
0: Yeah, you know. I mean, I think part of it, too, is, like, it depends who has the license. Like, mm-hmm. say, like, Viz and Aniplex, like, they don't necessarily have their own dedicated platforms, so, like, it benefits them nowadays to just put it everywhere. I mean, like, Demon Slayer, like, right now, it's doing extremely well on Netflix. It's probably getting way more reach than it probably would have if it had just stayed on Funimation mm. or Crunchyroll. So, like, it's moves like that, like that that benefit them in the long run. Right.
2: Right. And even then, you'll still have titles from those that are exclusives because one of these licensors gets themselves on the production committee. Like, how many of the Netflix originals, quote-unquote, are actually originals? It's just Netflix coming into the production committee and saying we want exclusive streaming rights and they didn't have anything else to do with the creation. So, and that's really, we have to look at it is that licensing (laughs) is a very messy business. So from the, from the outside, it's going to look like a headache and make it seem like, well, why aren't these things all in this one spot? Or why is this spread out everywhere instead of just being here? And a lot of it just depends on the contract.
1: Right. And, and I think that's a, that's another good segue to uh, something else I wanted to talk about. And I, I actually, um, I actually didn't have this on my list, and I've but I've actually mentioned it a couple times, and it's a perfect example of what you're talking about, which is um, Mob Psycho 100 season two. Um, the first season, Adult Swim was on the production committee, which Jason had talked about, but they weren't on the committee for season two, and because of whatever happened with the rights, um, they weren't able to play it, which is which is just blows my mind because then you look overseas at the tsunami that's playing in Latin America and they got season two and you're just sitting there going, okay, um, <laughs> this this, 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 this is very confusing, but all right. Um, but you know, th- that's another thing I'm hoping we see this year. I mean, I, again, there's going to be some shows that just come out of nowhere that we'll probably get from Funimation and whatever, but, um, that's another show that I really would love to see, Uh, have its second season on the block. Um, But (laughs) these rights are are screwed up. And, And if you're not on a production committee, like you said, and that's pretty much why Adult Swim goes overseas and does this. Obviously, they probably haven't gone overseas because of COVID recently, but, you know, it is what it is, you know? So... Do you guys want to see Mob
0: Psycho season two? Do you think that'll happen this year? I mean, who knows at this point. Yeah. I've kinda given up hope. <laughs> but I up wouldn't up. be opposed to it.
1: <laughs> v Lord's just like, I'm done. Let's just let's just stop. We're done.
0: I, I mean at the very least, like it would make Sketch happy, because I know he really wants it. Yeah. Who
1: knows at this point, you know? Um you know, it's it's funny because another show popped into my head that I thought it's a Funimation show. And I thought that this show would be I've always actually thought that this show would be perfect for um, Toonami. And I, ironically, I did a re- I did a video review of it um, of season one of it, which is on our YouTube page right now. Um, and that's uh, *Psychopaths*. I think that would be obviously it's it's been out for a while. But I I I think that's a show that everybody wants to see on Toonami. It just it just fits the block. Um, I've always I I look at that show and I go. Okay, you're talking about a show that's like Cowboy Bebop, but has the trimmings of of like a Blade Runner kind of thing going on, um, as well as some other shows that have obviously been on the block before, and it just you know action suspense the storylines actually for at least season one is pretty good um but I'd, I'd like to see that show up on
0: the block this year what are your guys thoughts i mean i think psychopaths would be a good show to have on the block my only like concern would be the fact that like part of the show like season three specifically is licensed by amazon yep <laughs> <laughs> they split up the
2: license for the seasons Jesus. funimation has the first two and amazon got season three as an exclusive so that's gonna be another that's headache. so
0: geared. plus season two is also kind of bad so did, did I, I don't want people to suffer through it did funimation did funimation dub season three they did not really it's only on amazon that's so that's so weird. Why yeah. Would you do and, un- that?
2: and unfortunately, most titles that go to Amazon don't see anything past an Amazon streaming release. Ugh. Like a lot. Almost all the actually I think all the titles that have been exclusively licensed to Amazon, no physical release, no streaming anywhere else because it's their exclusive rights. And I don't know why there's no physical release, at least through Amazon. Because Amazon has the... I think they have the capacity to do that. But maybe they're just not interested in it.
0: Or yeah, they only put in a bid for digital like,
2: streaming rights.
0: So, like, a few of the Amazon shows have started to get released on home video. Like, Scum's Wish and, like, Blade of the Immortal. And, like, it seems like eventually a lot of those licenses will expire. Because even, I think, this year, like, a few of them... I believe, like, Oni Onihei and... I think two or three others got removed from Amazon and then added to Crunchyroll. So in theory, like Psychopaths might expire from Amazon, but it won't be for like three or four more years. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's just so that's just so weird. I mean, it, it's interesting because Amazon does, and I don't know if you guys know this, but what they've done with some of the movies that they've they've um, put on the stream their streaming service is they've actually put a um what is it a uh they they've actually put it in theaters so what they'll do which is very interesting is they'll put like say um they'll put the movie in theaters for 2 weeks and then um after that it'll be on the service and they'll pay say Regal or Cinemark or whoever for you know those two weeks to play the movie, so that they're actually getting extra money, and that's how they—that's uh, how they actually make some kind of money off of the the film in theaters. It's it's a it's a weird model, but it actually is it actually was working for them to, before the pandemic. So I, I'm kind of confused at why they wouldn't maybe try to, you know, license that out. I'm and it makes me kind of look at them with evil eyes that they would just be like oh no funimation isn't dubbing season three i get it's an exclusive for amazon but it just it just why would you why would you have somebody else dub it that just doesn't sound right to me you know
0: i mean i think a lot of these contracts that amazon's making are specifically for the japanese market yeah and Mm -hmm. it's just like okay we get the international rights well we'll just subtitle them and dump them and not promote them yeah
2: (laughs) Yeah, and if you think about really how amazon handled their anime launch to begin with with anime strike they they clearly didn't understand what they were dealing with when you you know when you're coming into a new market because even though amazon has had anime on their streaming stuff this time they were trying to market themselves as a competitor among anime specific services or services that have Solid anime catalogs already Um, So I think When they were grabbing it they were just thinking it would be like Any other media that they're grabbing And when you have those exclusive rights Then that's what your contract says and there's not a lot You can do to change it Unless the other parties involved are
0: willing to change it That just doesn't make any sense to me It's kind of a mess Like in, In retrospect they probably should have done What they've been doing on the comic side Which is partnering with An actual licensor and funneling everything through them.
1: It, it sounds like to me that Amazon probably just doesn't know what they're doing and they'll probably get rid of anime eventually. So um, please do because you're, you're just, you're not doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, so the last show that I wanted to mention, and I think you guys may actually agree with me on this series, is, is something that I've actually seen already. I haven't seen, I actually, I think I'm missing the last two episodes. Um, which I'll probably actually watch on HBO Max since it's free for me. Um, <laughs> uh, is um, Tower of God? I think that I think that Crunchyroll series would be would be awesome for Toonami. I don't know if you guys have seen that show, um, but I, I I actually think it really matches the block and what it what it's you know action action cartoon. It's a different kind of animation, which I actually thought the animation wasn't bad. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on
0: that? Hmm. so I like Tower of God, but I'm not sure if it has the same following behind it that it did last year. Hmm. I, I do think though, like it, from like a sheer like quality of the show though, it would be a good choice. Um and I think like it would probably at the very least expose some new people to it if hmm. it aired on Tanami.
2: Mm, I didn't watch Tower of God, but what I saw a lot from social media response and like people that I knew they were watching it is they fell out of love with it very quickly. Hmm. Mostly because there's only so many times you can present an action sequence before you realize there's barely any story or that the story that is there isn't very good. So while when you look at it from a surface viewpoint, it seems like it would fit, I don't know if you necessarily want to show that Can't maintain its story very well coming Mm -hmm. to the block. Like we, we really want to make sure that it's. We're looking at all the qualities of it too, not just on the surface. Right. Um. I've heard that the anime adaptation, at least based from people that have watched it and then also read the webtoon, the anime kind of fumbled the webtoon. Mm -hmm. That there's a lot of character development and a lot of story that the anime skipped over in favor of presenting the fight sequences instead.
0: Oh, yeah, it definitely did.
1: (laughs) Well, I'll be honest with you. So I I, I didn't see, like, I think there was two other episodes that I didn't see at the end there of season one. But I I was very... I I, I guess I I don't see... I'm the type of person that I don't count on the manga for something because I don't want to... Number one, I don't want to ruin the show for myself. But number two, like, I don't want to... Be like, okay, it needs to strictly go by the manga because I've seen where, like, you go where some of these animes have kind of gone off in their own direction and done some things that either corrected or made uh, a show better and didn't follow the manga. So, um, I actually didn't, you know, I, I get what people are saying, but I really didn't think the storyline was that bad i didn't i actually thought the story was pretty good but there again i haven't seen the last two episodes so i, I I'll, I'll probably be able to better judge it by that but um yeah i, I think that would be a great series. I, I keep thinking to myself like webtoons would be like some of these webtoons that it sounds like they're gonna try to do with crunchyroll uh, in the future, like, I'd like to see something, like, I don't know what's out there, because I'm, I'm not familiar, but I'd like to try to see something from them showing up on Toonami, like some of these webtoons, because it sounded interesting to me, you know, that they wanted to do more stuff with them, and I've heard good things, but I, I just, I don't have enough information about it, to be honest. Um but. Yeah, I
0: mean, if like they, they were to choose one of the existing webtoon anime, yeah. Tower of God would definitely be the best choice. Because uh, God of High School and uh, Noblesse are sort of train wrecks. <laughs> oh no! They're, they're not very good.
1: Okay, well. <laughs> Alright, there's that. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... I, ju- I don't know, I just... I, I want to see... I just want to see more diversity with for, with tsunami, and you know, you know, uh, there's nothing that I that I've seen from, um, oh my god, uh, Rooster Teeth, because um, apparently Rooster Teeth is staying with, um, from what I've heard, it's staying with Warner Media. Um, I is, I think that's true, but I, I could be wrong. Um, I'd like to. I, I would really, and this is obviously, I don't, I don't need it to happen this year, but I'd really, really like to see them do something with, with Toonami, and just bring something out that would be good. Obviously, season two of um, Genlock is supposed to be coming at some point, so um, I'd like to see that on Toonami. Um, but there again, you know, <laughs> obviously. The people that are watching Toonami now have to... It's got to be strictly anime. So, you know, I don't know. I, I wish they would have watched back in the day because they probably would understand more, but whatever. Um.
0: <laughs> like, I wouldn't be opposed to, like, in terms of Rooster Teeth shows, like them airing Ruby or something... Though I guess like you'd have to like recut a few Rooster Teeth shows because yeah. a lot of them don't follow traditional like television. Right, timelines. right.
1: Ruby doesn't do that. Um, I'm gonna be honest with you, and kind of Darrell feels the same way as I do, and this is gonna kill a bunch of people when they hear me say this, but and maybe it was just season one that just killed it for me, and I should be watching other stuff, but the animation in season one just it hurt my brain like oh yeah
0: season one's animation
1: is not good (laughs) oh my god like uh, v lord i was like banging my head against the wall like it was it was terrible it was just oh my god i had to pass it off because i was going to review it like i had to pass that off because i was just like this is just i can't like the animation is just terrible like i couldn't get it
0: it was so bad that i couldn't get into the series itself so you know yeah I mean, the flip side with Ruby is that the first season is not really important at all. You could (laughs) skip to, like, the second or third seasons and lose, like, almost nothing of value. Interesting. And I think Hmm. around, like, partway through season two and then season three are where the animation actually looks, like, genuinely good. Okay. Well, maybe I'll give it a chance at some point.
1: I probably won't, but, you know, maybe at some (laughs) point I have too much to do. Um, so do you guys have any, like, is there any shows that you would like to see this year on Tsunami? Like, anything come to mind, even if it's something that's been out for a while?
0: Hmm. So I have, like, two that come to mind that we haven't mentioned. Go ahead. Um, the first one is one that we got a release date for today, Megalobox Season 2.
1: Oh, yeah. We Um, were going to talk about that, weren't we? Yeah.
0: Yeah. And we talked about this a bit off mic, that, like, there's a possibility it might not come this year. Um just like if like whether they can actually get it or like if it'll get dubbed fast enough right though when thinking about it now like with how fast yashihime's dub came out i have a feeling that we might see a similar turnaround for Meglobox true
1: true you know that 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 rem- actually reminds me sorry before you 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 talk about the other series that you were you were gonna mention um you know it completely it completely like i completely didn't even think about this isn't there another jojo season out there that they haven't dubbed
2: yet no 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 really no i think what's coming to netflix which was recently announced is a series of OVAs that was already out there
3: yeah um, no the, i know about the rohan that. Yeah.
2: OVAs. yeah but no after um after part five, there is actually a JoJo's event in April in Japan, at least hopefully if their state of emergency isn't extended through April. Um, but there is supposed to be one in like the first Duke of April where they talk about all the, and it's themed around all the heroes of the JoJo installments. Um, people are anticipating that part six is getting animated next, mm-hmm. but there is no actual confirmation from JoJo staff. Mm-hmm.
1: So, I mean, maybe maybe that might be a possibility, depending on how quickly they animate that and, you know, how how quickly a dub gets turned around. But I see that, you know, from based on what you're telling me, that's probably going to be something 2022.
0: Yeah, I'd say that, that's a 2022 type thing, in my yeah. opinion. Well,
2: <laughs> even then, though, like Japan likes to hold events just to hold events even though they're having a jojo event in april that doesn't mean anything's gonna come out of it true (laughs) you know or it could be like you're gonna get an art book or you're gonna get a radio (laughs) drama, or a set of cds (laughs) like you know what i mean like that's japan likes to make announcements for announcements so so that's what the things you have to consider i would not bank on a new jojo series coming until the staff at uh i think it's david studio david production yep, is the david studio Co- so unless someone says yes we are working on the next part i wouldn't count on jojo coming out anytime soon
0: God, that just reminds me of how part five was announced where like the crater iraqi was doing an art exhibit for jojo and at the end of it he's just like oh yeah Part 5 is confirmed for an anime. Well, and it's like the Slam Dunk movie.
2: Inoue posted on his Twitter a GIF that says, Slam Dunk movie. And that's how they announced it. <laughs> and the
0: first like post he made, the GIF was broken.
2: Yes! <laughs> so so yeah, Japan does things in some pretty unconventional ways sometimes to let you know when a new series is coming out. So, until someone says, yes, this is a thing. Yeah. I would just just wait and see.
1: <laughs> yeah. Fula, uh, what was your other what was the other one that you wanted to mention?
0: Yeah. So my other one I wanted to mention is a uh, show that's been doing very well on Crunchyroll and a bunch of other places, and uh, it's a shonen jump title. Surprise! So, yeah, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's Jujutsu Kaisen, uh, which has been blowing up since it started in mm. like the fall, and I think like would fit really well in the block. And considering how other jump shows like Demon Slayer and Neverland have done, it kind of makes sense to get it. Um, It's also interesting, like, HBO Max has been putting up the dub as well in addition to, like, Crunchyroll. So uh, it definitely seems like it's a valuable show for them, though Hmm. I do wonder, like, if there's something maybe preventing it from coming to the block, maybe Crunchroll doesn't like want to play ball on that, or like there's some other barrier on the Japanese side. But if they can get it, I think it would be a very good choice. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm, I think so too. Hmm. Okay,
0: so,
1: Cecilia, do you have anything that you wanted to mention?
2: Yeah, so it's a new show that, but I'd really love to see it on Tsunami. Uh, it's called Skate the Infinity. <laughs> And it's a skateboarding anime. Uh, it's only three episodes in, and it's an anime original. And hmm. basically, what the, the way they're setting it up so far is that there's this big competition called Skate, or S. Yeah, called S. And it's basically like what you would see in Initial D, where they're racing down the mountain, but instead of drifting in cars, they're doing tricks on skateboards. And they challenge each other to these every week. Um, And one of the main characters is learning how to skateboard for the first time after he's moved um, internationally to Japan and he's been snowboarding his whole life. And he finds that skateboarding is the closest he can get to snowboarding. The animation is really cool. I really like the concept. And I feel like as weird but also really amazing as the concept sounds that it would fit really well. However, it is an anime original, which means the ending will either be bombastic and wonderful or it will be a total train wreck. So I may change my mind when this series gets to the end and see how the story goes. But I would think that would be really cool to see on Toonami, if not this year at some point. Hmm. Skateboarding just feels very, like, quintessentially American. Because when I think about when I was growing up, how, like, skateboard kids were either considered the cool kids or, like, oh, these are the, like, badass troublemakers that you would see in pop culture. Like, I think that would be kind of neat to see on Toonami, but from a different perspective.
0: Interesting. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. heard like really good things about that show.
2: It's good. I watched the first two episodes so far, uh, and I'm really loving it. I still need to watch the third one. I think fourth is coming out soon. Um, another thing I'd like to see on Tsunami is a revival of Giant Robot Week. It won't be in a week, obviously, because Tsunami's just one night now. But I think it'd be cool to have a an evening dedicated to Giant Robot stuff. Mm. Um, and obviously with the time frame you can't really do like full out series like they did before where they were able to air like between one and four episodes of a show at a time Um, so you may be really limited to OVAs or maybe films but I think it'd be cool to kind of bring that back as a revival at some point and as a special event during the year if they can
1: Hmm. you know that that makes me want to look up certain date because that would be something that i would love to see uh, march 17th doesn't fall on the weekend damn okay well that'd be something i'd like to see on march 17th um but yeah i mean that would be i think it's i think it's just a lot harder with how anime licenses are now you know um I mean, the, the only thing, like, for example, like, the only time that they were able to get something special done was when they did that April Fool's of Tsunami. Um, a lot of anime companies were like, yeah, sure, you're only playing one episode, we don't care, kind of thing. And, um, yeah, I mean.
2: I well, during the April Fool's, wasn't it just f- the fully thing? Cooly- Alternative and progressive, and then the um, oh, what's his name? Yuasa, the Yuasa film. Oh,
0: Mind Game.
1: Right. Yeah. So there, there was the there was the sub that was more recent, but then I'm talking about when before Toonami came back on Adult Swim, um, they actually had um, they used Tom Three, and I don't know if you remember all this, but they did. They had like what was it, it was like? Dra- they had a new episode of Bleach actually. Um, Dragon Ball. Z, the episode of Gohan going Super Saiyan 2. Uh, I think there was an episode of Gundam Wing. Um, God, what else was there? Oh, it's been so long since I remember, remember that, that night. I mean, there was just a bunch of old Toonami shows that they had on there that they played. Um, so it, that, that was kind of interesting because it's just like, okay, if they can do that, why can't they do one-offs? And... Yeah, the, the subversion was kind of one offs. Um,
0: yeah, and I feel like with Mind Game, even though that was a movie, I feel they probably got that for fairly cheap because usually no broadcaster is going to air a subtitled movie. Yeah, like mm-hmm. that; those are notoriously bad for ratings. Yeah, so I mean, it,
1: it's it could it could happen, but it it really depends on these anime companies because if they're not going to offer a deal. Tsunami's not gonna do it. It's the same reason with the movies. They keep these movies for a year. If they if they take a I mean, there's some exceptions, obviously, like Mind Games and um oh, what was that one that Sentai gave them that one year that just it was just out of the blue.
0: I can't think of it. Children who chase lost voices. Yes,
1: yes. So like if they do if they do, um if they do something like that where like all of a sudden they're like oh, we're just going to let you play this one time and here's a cheap price for it, that's one thing. But if it's like, oh, we're going to charge you millions of dollars, which is exaggerating, but you know what I mean, um, then they're not going to do it, obviously. So that, that's kind of the reason
0: why Giant Robot Week probably hasn't happened at all. So Speaking Wait. of movies, that reminds me of one thing we will definitely not see in the block this year, the Demon Slayer movie. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I kind of hope they they push. I mean, obviously there was that thing that showed up um, online that it was going to be what February they were going to play it. Um,
0: I, I, I think that's the placeholder though. Yeah,
1: I I, I kind of yeah. hope they wait till the summertime and play the dub because I think they'll do a lot more business that way. Plus, I think there's a lot of interest from people to hear the dub of it. So I kind of hope they hold off, but. I don't know. I mean, would it make sense for them to probably do something special because of COVID, like putting it on Toonami, something like that, or streaming it somehow where people can buy it? Sure. Oh, no. You know okay, what I mean?
0: No. <laughs> I mean... I feel like that wouldn't happen simply because... It like, did so well in Japan. It's doing so well in Japan. It's not even on Blu-ray yet in Japan. Yeah. Okay. So, well, yeah. Like, I don't think they want to risk it just leaking everywhere online. Because you know if, like, even if they put it up for a short period of time, someone's going to, like, take it and, like, distribute it everywhere. Well, that's what happened
1: with Wonder Woman, for example. Like, it just... It's... The reason why I look at HBO Max and I go, you guys are so fucking stupid. (laughs) Like, I just don't get it. You know? Like, you you go and you put a movie up for 30 days. That's 30 days for somebody to rip it down and and put it on DVDs and Blu-rays and sell it to people, so or put it out on on free so people don't even have to get HBO Max. Uh, yeah,
2: I will say though that like Anaplex still pushed U.S. screenings of *Heaven's Feel*, the um, the third one. They had screenings in November, even yeah. though even though the United States was pushing into its second wave of. Of COVID cases, yeah. So, so I don't anticipate that Anaplex is going to give up putting people in the seats in a theater in favor of doing a different form of distribution to reach people, especially when it hasn't even had a physical release yet in Japan. Um, and for a movie like Demon Slayer, that's probably going to be a long time. Like, yeah. premiere was in movie theaters for like almost a year. <laughs> and it took even like I think six months after that before it got a blu-ray release in Japan
1: I mean we we could do a whole podcast on on movie theaters distributing some of these anime movies wide I don't want to go into that obviously because we're coming to the end of the podcast here but I really hope that they that um somehow they're able to distribute this wide and not put it through fathom events because I just think this is one of those movies that could blow up like a Dragon Ball Super or a My Hero Academia easily, so mm. they just they, they need to do this the right way, and if they do it the right way, it'll do well. If they don't, they're just gonna look stupid. And they're not gonna make yeah. any they're not gonna make any money. It's not gonna do well over here. So I mean, considering
0: it's going through Funimation films, I'd assume that they aren't going to use Fathom. But here cause... here's here's the thing about that that's really funny, and I'll make this quick, V-Lord.
1: Funimation Films is through what company? Sony. So why doesn't Sony take it and distribute it wide through all the theater chains and every single private theater? You see what I'm um, saying?
3: It doesn't they may not sense. have the.
2: They may not have the license for it, but it also might be too expensive. Like, even if they can get the distribution for that, like, rights for that, it may be way too much of a gamble well, so, and too much money so to do so. So
1: here's something to know about movies... It used to be more expensive when it was on film. Nowadays, where you can just distribute it to to uh, hundreds of theaters using satellite, it costs them virtually nothing. Unless, obviously, they have to send out hard drives to all these digital theaters. I don't think they would have to if they did it the right way, but that's the only way oh, that well, it would cost them a lot of money.
2: What I mean for the expense is paying for that from the Japanese side. Oh. They can't. They can't do that on their own. They have to get permission from Japanese Production Committee first.
3: Hmm.
2: That's why you see so many anime movies that don't get a theatrical release, and a lot of the times you see them with like a select few dates because these are the dates that they've been given permission or the time frame they've been given permission for. That's just
3: stupid. Once
2: the once the U.S. gets a license, they can't just do whatever the hell they want with it. They have to. They have to follow the rules set in the contract.
1: I just don't get it sometimes. <laughs> I just, I, uh, there's there's a market for anime films, um, and I'm gonna do a podcast one day about this and just bitch about it. But like, it's it, there's such a, a a huge market for some of these anime films that it would actually do as well as a movie like a Jurassic Park or that, and it just blows my mind that we're not allowed to do that here in the united states but we'll, we'll move on from that is there any other shows that you guys wanted to mention before we uh get on out of here
2: mm, i think it'd be nice to see some older stuff rerun like we're going to get reruns because we got a lot of reruns last year too um so i think it'd be nice to see stuff maybe from the earlier part of toonami's return on adult swim mm. coming back maybe if they have the potential to get another title from the Adult Swim action Saturdays, like they did when they brought Paranoia Agent on, that might be kind of cool.
3: Mm.
2: So I think that might be something that would be nice to see this year.
3: Well, yeah.
1: I, I, know, I know a certain voice actor that wants Gundam Wing back on Toonami, but, you know, whatever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, speaking of ASI shows, I definitely wouldn't be opposed to say, like, uh, Durarara or something Yeah, carrying right? on Toonami
1: that is one of the adult swim action shows that has not shown, that has not shown its face on Toonami. So that would be, that would definitely be a show to put on there. You know, I, I would, you know, I think there's, there's a lot of possibilities out there. And the one thing that, that I forgot to mention that, you know, obviously is going to be playing this year and we will obviously be on Toonami as well as my hero academia, the, the the next season of that. So, um, We'll probably end up seeing that on Toonami this year. So, I mean, as long mm. as is the animation goes well, <laughs> everything goes well, because they're in a state of emergency right now, obviously. So, you know, we'll, we'll see. I mean, COVID has kind of fucked up a lot of things. So we'll see what um, Toonami comes up with and what gets dubbed and where everything goes. But um, mm. uh, I think that's pretty much it for what, what our predictions are. Um, If you guys are listening to this podcast, please let us know what shows you think that we should get this year on Toonami. Um, You can use the hashtag on Twitter, uh, hashtag Toonami Talkback. Make sure you at Toonami Podcast when you tweet, just so that way you can, we'll see it and uh, we may mention it on a future podcast as well. So, Um, but let's do some house cleaning so we can get on out of here. Um, you can hear this podcast on every single podcast app that's out there. Um, pretty much, we are on every single podcast app. Um, you simply just have to put in the term Tunami Faithful Podcast, and you can find our podcast on those apps. Um, real quick, before I mention some of the apps that we're on, if we are not on the app that you listen to podcasts on, please do let us know. You can email us podcast at tunamifaithful.com, and I will try to get the podcast on there as well um also that that goes for demon slayer as well if there's a podcast app that we're not on that you guys li- usually listen to your podcast on you want the demon slayer podcast on there as well please let me know as well you can use the same email again it's podcast at tsunami but uh for the apps that we want you to, to listen to us on it's soundcloud.com slash podcast um, there is a soundcloud app so you can you can add us on the app and listen to every single episode there. We have every single episode from episode one through this episode. So please do listen to us if you're new listeners. Um, you can listen to every single episode through there. Um, we also have the interviews and exclusives on there as well. Um, but we also are on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify. And um, we're actually on Radio the, the radio.com app as well as many other apps that we are on. And you can see all of our apps that we are on right now at podcast.tunamifaithful.com. That's our website. Um, please do visit us there, and you can listen to every single podcast episode there as well and get all of our interviews there as well. Um, you can find us on Twitter. You can follow us there at tsunami Podcast, like I mentioned earlier. And you can like us on Facebook. It's podcast. Again, our email is podcast at TsunamiFaithful.com. If you guys have any feedback about our podcast and you want to just give us some feedback or tell us about an episode, um, we would love to hear it. And we may even read some of your stuff if you send us an email. So, And uh, we also have what's known as a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Um There we have a lot of podcast extras on there. Um, from this up, ep- from the tsunami faithful podcast and also demon slayer as well as some other exclusives that you'll only hear there on the patreon um, please do subscribe there and donate if you can and uh, all of that goes to just funding the website the podcast and everything like that as well so but uh yeah that's that's about it for us um let's get on out of here cecilia where can they find you
2: you can find me on Twitter at planets twinkle and on my Facebook page at Celia Rose cosplay. I'm also on all of the Toonami faithful social media pages. So anytime you comment on something or tag us in something, I see it.
1: And I see it as well. So be nice to her.
0: Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, V Lord, where can they find you, sir? Yeah. People can find me on Twitter at Vlordgtz, GTZ. And then I write, uh, various articles and editorials for TsunamiFaithful.com so go check out those and I also write uh, manga and light novel reviews for all-comic.com so if you're interested in that you can check out that as well
1: and he also but, does way too many podcasts just want to let you know that
0: yes, uh, the Demon Slayer Podcast on Twitter at podcast mm-hmm. uh, Oversell Shaman King Podcast on Twitter at Shaman King Pod and dumb weebs podcast on twitter at dumb weebs pod so check out
1: that. V-lord is, is, is very tired
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> I am he's very tired
1: um, but in all seriousness real quick before I mention my stuff um, if you guys want to see if you want to see the demon slayer podcast interview anybody in particular that we haven't interviewed yet um, number one harass them and number two let us know Again, you can use these, the same email podcast at TunamiFaithful.com and we'll try to get somebody we'll try to get the person on that you're you're looking for or talk about something that you want to talk about. Um, as for me, you can find me on Twitter at Paulbuscrillo. You can email me paulpiscrillo at tunamifaithful.com. Um, you can find me on Instagram, Instagram.com slash paulbuskrillo. I'm, I'm sure you see the theme here. And uh, I am on the Toonami Faithful Discord, um, just at Paul Pascarillo. And miraculously, if I'm not busy, I will appear. So, yeah. um, But that's it for this week's uh, podcast. Thank you guys for listening each and every week. And uh, for those of you that have been listening since episode one, thank you guys for continuing to listen. And hopefully we're doing a good job. But that's it for this week's Toonami Faithful Podcast. Peace. We're out.